Let's talk money. Mary Holm is here. Hello. Hello, Jessie. Nice to have you in. I think maybe your voice went a bit funny because you sang a bit earlier on. Oh, well, I can't resist. <laughs> Which is wonderful. I can't resist an opportunity to sing a bit of Neil Young on National Radio. Indeed. <laughs> um, That's great. You are going to address a question which is on a lot of people's minds at the moment, which is what to do about our mortgages and our yes. mortgage rates. And before we oversell this, I'm not going to give a sort of definitive answer, <laughs> like, like put the whole lot on three years or something yeah. like that. Um, I'm sure every but, time you hear me promote one of your appearances, you think, oh, oh Jesse, yeah. I give the wrong idea. <laughs> yes, I'm not yes, going to tell people exactly what to do. Exactly what to do, because I don't know. If I knew, I would. Yeah. But um, Well, you can tell them everything that they should be thinking about and yes. what they should be basing the decision on. Yeah, and, and, and some ideas to think about. Um, I wanted to start with pointing out why it's so hard to tell people what is a good thing to do with mm. their mortgage. And I read recently, Tony Alexander, who used to be the chief economist for um, BNZ for years, and now he's out on his own. But I liked what the way he put it. He said, the guesses we economists make, sorry, predictions, are based on our knowledge of what happened in the past. Does this mean we should ignore predictions of what borrowing costs might do? God forbid, as then people like me might have to find real jobs. <laughs> so he, he's pointing out, yeah, how hard it is. Um, and he then he goes on to say, people should pay attention to the fact that when the, when the interest rates are unusually low, they will go up. And when they're unusually high, they will go down. People don't seem to get that message. Although he says it's pretty unlikely they'll go down again as low as they were in the last couple of years. Mm. That was because of worries about deflation and the, and the pandemic, rates got extraordinarily low. But he said still, you know, the mortgage rates are going up now and that won't necessarily continue. Um, yeah. So... Uh, I, I yes. remember brokers telling me... Oh, you know, they would be going through the numbers and I'd say, well, what yes. if the interest rate goes up? And they'll say, look, I can't tell you for certain that they won't go up, but they're not going to go up. <laughs> yes, and they weren't always yeah. right, probably. Well, they're not no. now. No. Not, no, 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 that's right. I, it, I certainly um, remember telling someone telling me that we're now in an era of permanently low rates. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, we're not. <laughs> Obviously. So I can see, um, Mary. And, and, yes, and Tony, one other thing he said was, don't make panic decisions on the basis of whatever was in last night's news. Mm. Because it's so easy. Do you know the, the inflation figures came out the other day and they were higher than expected. And so suddenly everyone, oh, God, what does that mean? And, and no one really knows. And, and, and so in the end, I think... And this is the same kind of advice or suggestions I make about a whole lot of things, is that you want to spread your risk out. Yeah. It's, it's like diversification and investing. So with a mortgage, it, it can be a pretty good idea to get, say, some of it on one year, some of it on two years, some of it on three years. Um, not putting all your eggs in the one basket because we just so hard to know what's going to happen to interest rates in the next next year or two, some possibly floating. It's it's interesting. In Australia, their floating mortgage rates tend to be lower than fixed rates. And in New Zealand, it's the opposite. And it's not clear why. So most New Zealanders just look at the floating rate and say, I'll blow that. I'm not going <laughs> to go with that because it's quite a lot higher. Although I had a look at a graph on 
the Reserve Bank website. And back in 2009 to 2012, floating rates were actually lower than two-year rates, and for some of the period they were also lower than one-year rates. And that has happened a couple of times since, including this year. From April to June this year, floating rates were lower than the two-year rate. So people would be silly to always assume that that floating rates are always higher and just not even look at them. Yeah, um, there's no rule. No, there really isn't a rule. There's and, a brain's and to, trust of the bank working out what's best for the bank and yes. then doing that. Yeah, and looking at the competition and so on. Yeah. And um, one of the advantages of being in a floating rate is that given rates have gone pretty high lately, you know, eventually they're going to go down again. And if you're in a floating rate, you get that benefit straight away. As soon as they go down, you don't have to wait till your one or two years is up. Mm. And so I, if I had a mortgage, and luckily I, I'm very lucky I don't have one anymore, um, I would probably have some at floating. I mean, another advantage of a floating rate is that if you do suddenly get some money from, you know, a redundancy or inheritance or, or you win lotto or something, um, you can pay that money off straight away. You don't have to wait till the end of the term. With a fixed term one, you can pay it off straight away, but there's usually a penalty to doing that. So, um, so there are, you know, so don't not much of a penalty floating. at the moment. I don't think. No, no, you're right. Well, there there wasn't when rates were going up, but we can't automatically assume they're going to keep going up from here. Um, you know, that's that it's anybody's guess, really. It, it's um. Well, so, yeah, not wanting to divulge too much personal information, but I did approach the bank. Uh, earlier in the year when we got um, an unexpected little surplus of money and um, I said, how much would it cost me to make an, a payment yes. on our fixed mortgage, yeah. an extra payment? And the answer was $20. <laughs> <laughs> really? And, and I think it's because the admin. Well, the, the right. sooner you paid off your fixed um, mortgage, the better at the moment, right? Yes. Because then they could get you on to one of the new rates. One of the new higher rates, yeah. yes, 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 that's right. People who, your current fixed rate will have been set a year or two yeah. ago. Mm. And so, so, yes, that's so that that's They won't quite be at right. all worried about it getting paid off. Early. No, no, they, they're quite happy to get the money back, That then, then they lend it out at a higher rate. Yeah. When rates are going the other way, that's when you can cop big penalties, mm for paying it off early. So that does vary. And I should also say that there are a group of mortgages that I call kind of fancy mortgages, revolving credit, redrawable mortgages, offset mortgages. And you and I talked a bit about this and we'll, keep, we'll get back to them before the end of the year. We'll have another session on those because they're interesting and they work quite well for some people and people don't always realise that. But they um, are all floating. They kind of nobody... Um, will lend you a fixed rate on those sorts of mortgages. So um, we we will get back to them later. But if you're really sorry. quick question, sorry, if yeah. the floating rate was lower than the fixed rate, why yes. wouldn't you just put everything on floating and and wait till the opposite was true? Well, yeah, because you, you could change from floating to fixed. Um, without much of a penalty, probably. I'd maybe. If the banks don't like it, they probably find some way to, to charge you some sort of fee to do that. But, yeah. It's, but the very point of flooding is that it's not a fixed term, right? That's right. Mm. Yeah. It, 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 it's just a 30-year mortgage or okay. a 20-year mortgage or whatever it is. I have to ponder that one, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
So if you're listening to this, though, and you think, yeah, look, I might put some on when my mortgage term is up, I might put some on one year and some on three year and perhaps a bit on floating. And so I asked um, Bruce Patton, who's a really helpful mortgage advisor at Loan Market, and um, he answers my question straight away, and he's, he's really good. Mm. And and he so I said to him, well, would it be hard to next time your term is up to go in and say, this time around I want some for one year and some for two or three and some on floating, will that cost a lot of money to do that and will it be a lot of hassle? And he said, no, usually it's fairly easy and usually there's no fee um, unless you're extending the term of your loan. And some people are doing that right now. They're, they're, we're not talking about the one-year term. We're talking about the 30-year mortgage or the 25-year uh-huh. mortgage. If, if people are really struggling to pay, um, because interest rates have gone up or perhaps they've lost their job or something, and then they want to extend the, the life of the mortgage, um, then there are more fees to do that because it's more complicated. The bank's perhaps taking on more risk and, and wants to reassess your situation. And if you're moving to revolving credit or one of those fancier ones, mm-hmm. then it does cost money um, the bank will make you sort of apply all over again, really, to reassess your situation um, because it's somewhat higher risk for them, I gather. And they, you know, so, and he, he made an interesting warning about this. If you're thinking, look, I think I would quite like to put at least some of my loan on revolving credit or one of the other ones, which just basically means you can use the money that's sitting around in your bank account to reduce your mm. interest. Um, as I say, we'll get back to that in more depth before the end of the year. But um, he says, says um, Bruce Patton said, um, you if if that happens and the bank says, okay, we've got to, you've got to make a whole new application. I keep on doing that. Sorry, <laughs> making a whole new application. Um, then they they may not lock in the rates at the current time. They're saying this is going to take a little while for you to reassess your situation. So we um, won't guarantee that the current rates will stay going. So by the time you reapply and get all of it all okay, the rates might have gone up in the meantime. So Bruce is sort of saying to people, warning them that if you want to go through that sort of process of moving to a different type of mortgage and it's going to take a while, talk to the lender about locking in the current rates before you do that. Okay. So you don't, you don't get caught out. But um, when I looked, in the end, so we've got Bruce Patton, mortgage advisor, and we've got Tony Alexander, who's an economist, and I looked at, okay, what are they recommending at the moment? They're both sort of saying fix some for one year and some for 18 months or two years. This is for most people because then, because they seem to think rates will fall sometime reasonably soon, although maybe not till 2024, mm-hmm. but you want to be having some of your money maturing so you can get those lower rates as they're coming through. But of course, that's just another forecast that could go out the window. Um, yeah, I tomorrow. think it was going to be end of 2023 until those new inflation figures came yes, out this week. Yes, that's right. And, and you know, we just see how things change so rapidly. And mm. I mean, if, if ever we we saw it, it was with the pandemic. No one ever saw that one coming yeah. and what that did to various economic numbers. So, But yeah, um, imagine if you got, you know, 
one year or two years at five and a half percent, you think, oh man, that's going to sting. And then yes. you lock it in, and then they go up to seven or eight percent. Yes. You think, oh, thank goodness, I wish I'd got right. more. You know, because they, you know, they certainly they've been in their teens. Mm. Um, back when I first bought a house, yeah, yeah it, it was way way higher. One other point that that Bruce made was, if your budget's really stretched, you might want to go for longer than one or even two years. You might want to go for, say, a three-year rate, even if it's a bit higher, because then at least you know where you stand. In this funny environment where no one knows what's going to happen, you could say, well, I'm going to go for three years, and then I know exactly what I've got to pay for the next three years. Gives you certainty. Yes, and that's of quite a lot of value to a lot of people, especially if you're really struggling to get that mortgage payment made. Yeah. Mm. People, though, um, probably can afford, most of them probably can afford to pay these higher rates because the banks, when they were giving them the loan a few years back, would have assessed them their ability to pay a higher rate. You know, the banks know that the rates might go up. And so when you're applying and the rates are 2%, they're having a look to see if you could actually pay at 5% or the 7%. The old stress test. Yes, mm. yes. And so if people are struggling, they might think, well, the bank reckons I can do it. So maybe it's just a case of not eating out so much or something. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Mary. Um, hey, great to have you in. Thank Thanks, Jesse. Mary Holm on how to think about mortgage rates and mortgage terms in this era of volatility.